Folks, welcome to another special edition episode of The Sidelines, another one in the series of Podmas, the eight uh, podcast days before Christmas. I don't even think we locked down a name, but whatever. It's Christmas episodes, it's specials. Uh, I'm joined by my host, my man. It's AP over here, Cordo. You good, buddy? I'm well. Now, for those in the internet land, they are familiar with this. We've got two special guests, but whether they're familiar with our first one, he had a pretty large impact. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jeff Lavarborn. How are you, mate? I'm very good. Very good. Happy to be back. Coming to us live from the Golden Triangle in Paran. So that's the 3181. <laughs> represent. Now, seeing as having a Kiwi on the show went really well, we decided the only way to top that is to double the Kiwi uh, effect. So we've got another boy joining us. Mr. Christopher, how are you, mate? Yeah, very well, guys. Thank you. Just quickly, what are you going to bring to the show for our listeners? Uh, I've got some props today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy there's a video. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have fallen a bit short. all right well boys uh each episode is dedicated to different stuff and tonight's episode we're going to talk about a classic something that aussies and kiwis bond over on the regular uh it's all about drinking cultural drinking christmas related drinking activities um it's a big thing i'd have to start first with one of you boys like give us some of the the classic kiwi christmas drinking behavior I'll take this. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess culturally in New Zealand, I, I had to think about it. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the same in Australia, but it's often a younger person's first introduction to drinking. Ah. So when you're about maybe 16 years of age, you've you know been getting the odd can here and there from dad, but um, <laughs> those rules go out the window a little bit at Christmas time and your, your aunties and uncles don't really know how much you're allowed and... <laughs> and you can lie and trick them as to how many you've had. Oh, before. you just start getting fed a bit more. You know, you're like, um, I can remember making um, gin and tonics for my granny, and then like <laughs> she gives you a bit of that, and then mum gives you a bit of kalua. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of just like, you know, you're earning your right into that side of things. Were you 16 or 10? Ah, uh, probably. Uh, when when more interest was developed around that age, I think. <laughs> I have to say, though, on your point there, Kalua, it is a time of the year for uh, the creamy liqueurs, the Baileys and Kalua. Don't, don't, don't really yeah. see those coming out any other time of the year. Yeah. It's that time of the year when Aussies and Kiwis, we all pretend that we're in, like, wintry conditions. So we drink things that, like, people in Ireland smash in the yeah. snow. Yeah. Uh, and does nothing but lead to trouble when... Smashing that on a forty degree day. How about you, AP? What are they drinking? The old, uh, I don't want to say rural Victoria. <laughs> uh, I mean, beer is obviously a staple, um, but I think the big one for me is it's, it's the timing of the day. So it's an aggressively early first crack of the beer. It's not quite like a footy trip, like a footy trip first sort of beers. Like it's a different vibe because everyone's a bit jumpy. But it's normally just someone's just like. So, oh, yeah, I have one. Like, just like suddenly it's open and it's 11 o'clock and there's some nothing on TV and it's just everyone's everyone's about it. It's not at a ferocious pace. That's probably the big one. It's mm. no one's chasing it. It's just I'm relaxing. This is happening. Um, but I would say my big one would be that for whatever reason, I don't know whether you guys can share the sentiment, but for the longest time, 
Christmas Eve in my in the a town that was about ten minutes away was the biggest night of the year. Like hands at the local pub there, everybody come back from uni wherever the hell they were. You're talking like biggest pub night. Every like oh, it's all happening. But then you phase out of that, and then you're like, I don't really feel like doing that anymore because I can't be bothered. <laughs> What is it like in NZ? Is that a big thing, Chrissy Eve drinks? Yeah, it's a, it is a big one. I mean, for me personally, uh, you know, obviously living in Australia for the last 10 years, I actually host a golf tournament and uh, <laughs> it was the Jeff Bourne Christmas Eve Invitational. So we used to play, <laughs> we used to, we play every year on Christmas Eve and uh, yeah, we usually get fairly shit-faced out of the course. So um, <laughs> It's, uh, there's been some, some dusty Christmas mornings, I can tell you that. But it seems to have moved uh, to usually around the 22nd, 23rd now. But, uh, but yeah, bars are pretty full. It's, uh, it is, it's certainly a night to get out. Chrissy boy, what are you like as a drinker at Christmas time? Are you the chilled social guy or is there another side to you? Um, I'm, I'm up and about for the day. You know, like I'll be there early and then I'll be there at the end. Um, but, um, yeah, um, <laughs> that's the greatest way of saying I launch for the full 24 hours. Yeah, but, but I think when you're starting that early and, um, the combination of the ham and the roast and everything, you definitely have a bit of a power nap in the afternoon. Yeah. So there's kind of two sessions. I don't think many people do the full day. I don't know about how you guys go, but I'm, I'm so pretty, pretty big on the downtime too. Are you battling a hangover on the second session? Is it a recovery session? Uh, it feels a bit like that. <laughs> Fair enough, eh? Yeah. It's like it just there's like carnage everywhere. What happened? <laughs> it was a big night, but straight back into it yeah. after a thirty minute yeah. nap. Um, and and you find at Christmas time as well. Like for me, being from like I'm not from the biggest family. Um, there's normally like seven, eight, ten of us there. Um, even though I'm 33 now and like you still get treated like a, a young man, like, oh, eat more, do more. Like, do you know what I mean? You're encouraged to like, oh, there's more beers there. Get through them. Like <laughs> so that, that phase should have passed, but it's still lumped onto you. So like everyone's looking for you to, you know, just consume. Do you think Chris, I feel like Christmas season and time is the only time in society where drinking is encouraged and misbehavior while drinking is like gently laughed upon in memories like years later. You know, if you do something crazy at Christmas, everyone's like, remember that Christmas versus like you don't get invited to people's houses if you do that shit in like June. You know what I mean? Gets dismissed. (laughs) What are you, Cordo? What are you punching away? Uh, so we, every like second year, some really close family friends, they do something called Vigilia, which is Polish Christmas. And that is loose. Like Polacks are basically just slightly more refined Russians. So once the sun starts to go down, out come the vodka shots and the schnapps. So we often start that early and it's just regular. They're topping up the little vodka glass all evening. And many a time I've then had to go to the old uh, midnight church with the old aunties, you know, again, classic kid behavior. And I have shamed myself in the house of the Lord (laughs) many a time. (laughs) 
And then Christmas Day, I'm normally too dusty from the vodka the night before, so I'll have like one beer and just nurse the shit out of it for the, <laughs> for about three hours. Um, so which one of you then is going to be that dodgy uncle at a Christmas party that makes everybody else uncomfortable? Are you an uncle yet, Jeff? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I am. So I, I um, I've got a nephew. He's about two and a half. And um, I went away for Christmas in Queenstown about uh, two Christmases ago. And um, I started out early. I was known as the Funkle, which is, <laughs> but eventually got known as the Drunkle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can I can bring him up into some good, uh, yeah, teach him some good life skills. Have you got any good rallies? That are iconic relatives. Oh, I've got a um, an uncle Michael myself, and he is the kind of guy that it was always me and him at the end of the night. Yeah. And leading to you saying the um, going to midnight mass, I can remember being about sixteen, and um, he we grabbed a bottle of wine, and he pushed me there in a shopping cart, and I just thought that was <laughs> awesome, mate. Eh? It was the best memory. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to be, I want to be that for my nephew. You know, I want to bring him into the family, pass so, on the torch. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good memory for me. So, so the same night, Jesus, they're rolling into town on a donkey. You're rolling in on a trolley with yeah. a bottle of wine. <laughs> I think one night at midnight church, I was so loud and ridiculous that they gave me like an iPad to play Angry Birds and made me sit in the back of the church, like playing Angry Birds on an iPad. So I just kept talking. You know, like when you get drunk, you start giving feedback on everything. Yeah. I was given a lot of feedback on the priest's sermon. <laughs> like, ooh, don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Quite loud. <laughs> It's interesting from you, Cordo, because you usually shut up and don't say anything when you're really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I do get real quiet. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes really quiet in hotels in uh, Richmond after a nugget eating competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you were unconscious in the bathroom. <laughs> Different kind of quiet, that one. <laughs> yeah. AP, what about you, mate? No, I think I'm just a just a long time, the big the big taste everything one. So it probably leads me on to my next question, which is, or statement, statement of fact. Um, <laughs> do you find that Christmas is also that weird time? So I got two things. One, it feels like it's the only time that you can genuinely mix drinks because someone will have some. Everyone's got like an elevated fanciness of what they're having. So generally speaking, they're not just having a beer. It might be they've extended themselves. They're, they're treating themselves to a nicer beer. You know, they're a scotch drinker. Now they're having like a really nice scotch, really nice gin, whatever it is. So there's like a whole bunch of this whole like, what's that you got there? Oh, oh why do you have? you got to have some of this. You have got to have some of this. So suddenly you've had 12 different types of alcohol in about an hour and a half because you've tried everything. And it's probably that one time that mixing drinks kind of can work out well for you because you're not doing it in a pub scenario where you're just absolutely punishing them. That's a good point. You're right. People are more generous with the good stuff during the holidays. Um, can, can I bring you on to prop one? 
<laughs> so th- this was a bit of an impulse buy. That's um, Captain Morgan with um, gingerbread oh, in it. Gingerbread. Yeah. Um, I was, I was thinking I'll try some it? now. Is that a good idea? Yeah. Do yeah. it. Live on air. I love I've, this. I've also got this, um, this Playboy glass that I found in the... Um, <laughs> It was in the hard rubbish this year. Someone threw that out, so <laughs> they're lost. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll talk you through this. <laughs> Live on air, Captain Morgan gingerbread. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think there's a reason it only comes out at Christmas time. <laughs> It's definitely gingerbread undertones. You can taste the Captain Morgan. Uh, yeah, but probably wouldn't hurry out to the shop to get it. So you'll be so you'll be letting you'll be making sure everybody tastes that one this year. Yeah, You've got to have some. Got to have some. I'm heading away with seven people, so we're. I think we're gonna have a cocktail night. So I'll throw that in some sort of punch. I feel like that's a late night one that you yeah. can slip into them when they don't know just how putrid it might be. Not, yeah. I'll get you around for one. What, is, <laughs> what does gingerbread even taste like? Like what if they put in it? Just you ginger and rum. You don't get rum. a lot of gingerbread here, do you? No. I, no. I think there's some flavors like gingerbread, cinnamon, that no one really needs and they just pop up at Christmas time. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's probably some, like, absolute vodka Christmas flavor, and it's just got, yeah, some cinnamon kind of chivey thing in it, something random. No one wants it. So that's prop number one. Do I dare ask what the hell oh, we have yeah, stashed okay. for prop you, number two? You guys two? might be more interested in this. Okay, obviously now these days the um, the cold brew coffee is very on trend. Yeah. So this is a bottle of um, Jameson. <laughs> And it's whiskey mixed with cold brew coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Should we give this a try? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> the world's greatest C-grade on-air drinking show. <laughs> Drink reviews with fun. I think this one's going to be... My gut feels this one's going to be better. Yeah, I, I was more excited for this one. That, uh, gingerbread was more of an impulse buy. <laughs> It, it, yeah, it just tastes like weak whiskey, really, <laughs> with a bit of, <laughs> bit of a charcoal-y aftertaste. <laughs> Again, wouldn't recommend. <laughs> two from two. So I was going to say, aside from all the joke uh, alcoholic purchases, is there anything that, that hits the target market of the real self? Like, what's the self-reward <clears throat> present? Like, what's that beer that you're grabbing? I know, Jeff, that you want the um, Lavar signature model after your your Shoei. So aside from when you can purchase that one, like everyone's got that beer that they just, or that, that scotch that they're just angling for. Well, Jeff. when I'm back in New Zealand, I'm going the, I'm usually going the Stein like a pure because I don't get them over here. So that's, uh, that, that's a reward at the end of a hard year. I love that beer. I do miss it a lot. Uh, so yeah, that's probably that's my personal upgrade on the beer front. Um, I don't think what other ones. I normally buy Ho Gardens at Christmas time. I, yeah. I was about to go down that path and go Lefe Blonde. Yeah. Lefe Blonde, yeah. like five, yeah. five, five, five bucks a bottle. 
but yeah. well worth it at that time of the year. Very smooth and high Dang. octane. High octane. I feel like did we? I don't even know if we talked about the high octane soul story on air last time, did we? Uh, we may have touched on it. So the result of that for people listening, and it's not a Christmas drinking story, but so you understand why Jeff is all into the high octane beverages. Essentially, a bunch of us did a nugget eating contest. Jeff came late to it. We started drinking. Someone tried to put gin in my beer. I was onto it straight away and was like, ugh. Jeff then gleefully went, oh, I'll finish it. Had one. I think maybe had another one. There were a few floating around. But by the time we got to the pub in Richmond, I think the gin beers <laughs> had taken a toll on his cognitive abilities and functions. <laughs> in a very quiet, empty uh, pub in Richmond on 2 p.m. on a Saturday, at the top of his voice, Jeff was sort of announcing how he was way more shit-faced than everyone else because he'd been drinking high-octane souls <laughs> with, <laughs> with added petrol kick. <laughs> Only problem was one minute he's like, oh, I'm onto my 16th beer. Then I think about half a beer later, I'm on to my 30-second beer. <laughs> but there was some good claims being thrown around, but yeah. I, I still stand by factually accurate. The, so now that Chris has got the Captain Morgan gingerbread, would you create a high-octane beer with the Captain Morgan gingerbread rum? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I reckon it could pair well with like a like a... Uh, lighter beer, like a kind of solely kind of Corona with a bit of just a, a light lager that could spice it up a bit. I don't know. I don't know if we can do that to the mighty Corona. Eh? I, I have a question. Like for people listening, they wouldn't see. It's not like you got the like little novelty hotel bottles or those ones that like alcos slip into their jacket pocket. You got like the full rip party bottle size. Oh yeah, I've been to Dan Murphy's. Like this is a big purchase for me. <laughs> <laughs> not not many Dan Murphy's in Melbourne had the gingerbread spice rum left. Like I really had to track it down. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a click and collect? <laughs> yeah, big fan of that too. <laughs> But again, it's it's this time of year. You just you know you you splash out a little bit. Like I wanted yeah, to be ready. Mm. Yeah, that you do those random things. Yeah, exactly right. Like we'll have nicer vodka for those Christmas shots. But during the year, if someone hands me vodka, I'll drink that. Like what's that cat piss kettle one that all yeah. the bars have? <laughs> Jeff, have you ever done a Marky Mark at Christmas time? Uh... No, I don't yeah. think I have. You have to explain to everybody the Marky Mark and the effects that it has on the human body. Well, Marky Mark is one of the greatest inventions of all time. <laughs> uh, the Marky Mark is essentially a pint glass that is uh, a fluorescent blue. It looks radioactive, it probably is. Uh, and it, uh, it, it actually took me several years to actually ever remember what actually goes into it. Because every day I'd wake up the next day and still have no idea what was in a Marky Mark. <laughs> it, was one of, it was one of life's great mysteries. But uh, <laughs> now it is actually, uh, it's vodka, a blue Curico, Sprite, and Red Bull, which Ooh. actually makes the Marky Mark. And it's half a litre. It's good for the soul. Really, gets the, really gets the heart rate up. That's um, some volume. That's some yeah. volume in that. Yes. My yeah, my first summer in Melbourne, Jeff, we were out somewhere and Jeff got a bunch of us and we went to Revelers, the great bar in uh, Chapel Ooh. Street. 
And he ordered me a Marky Mark, and I think I had three for the night, maybe four. I got home at about 2, 3 a.m. I swear I was awake (laughs) all night. I could not sit still. I felt like someone had injected, like, Mexican adrenaline and steroids into my bloodstream. Well, that could be in there as well. (laughs) um... You don't, you, never, you never quite know what's in a Marky Mark. It's, it's a real, uh, real enlightening experience. Is that really the only bar you can get it at? That's the Correct. only bar I've seen yeah. it at. It's yeah. the only bar. It's named after someone there, I believe. Possibly called Mark, which makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I always thought it was named after Mark Wahlberg. I don't believe that's the case. <laughs> yeah. I think I have a funny feeling you told me that once, though, at that, that three in the nickname. morning. That is also highly likely that I potentially told you that after about seven yeah. slash 700 Marky Marks. Yeah, or well, the night when you lost the bar, even though there's only one bar in the venue's 20 the, square metres. Correct. <laughs> one of the smallest bars ever. So it's maybe blindness is a, uh, a slight side effect of too many Marky Marks. Did lose sight. And then got a cab to my house where I ended up further away from my house than where I started at the bar because I'm 300 metres walk away. The cab driver couldn't believe that he had, that I actually wanted a cab home and drove me down the road, charged me $20 and kicked me out. And then I had to walk back and was further from my house than I started. Good times. Uh... Revel is what a place. Can't wait to get back there. Uh, all right, Chrissy boy, are there any more props? No, nah, that's it. I'm um I'm even feeling feeling the effects of the last prop. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, how many? They're both about thirty percent. So, <laughs> how many tasters have, have you just been sneaking them off camera? No, nah, they're, they're both they're both new bottles, so they're still intact. So, bit of lingering effects. Yeah, I've still got a little bit of work. I haven't uh, knocked off for the year, so oh, got a few more days before I can. Load into those. Well, in the name of responsible drinking, I think it's only right that you stop, pause for a second, and decide which one you're going to have a parting shot of before you <laughs> finish this episode up. All right, um, I'll probably go the Jameson. Yeah, it's um, a bit of a bit of a grey evening in Melbourne, so <laughs> something comforting. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, boys. Until I see you next time. Cheers. And as he swigs that, folks, thanks for tuning into the sidelines. A special Christmas drinking uh, and apparently just an online drinking show now as well. (laughs) Don't forget to reach out. Exactly. We're expanding our market. We always tell the people you never know what we're going to get. Jeffy, thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you. Chris, thank you very much, mate. Pleasure's all mine, guys. Thanks for having me. I've always heard girls say in the neighbourhood that you always make the best first impressions. I can see why. Ah, dearly noted. AP, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, thanks, buddy. No, thanks again, Cora. Thanks, gents. AP and I are stunned. Folks, at the Sidelines Media, thesidelines.com.au. Check out all the episodes. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>